are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janon, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and where they are now. So... What's good, y'all? Okay, honestly, we live in such a great era, especially in terms of combat sports, because, okay, let's think about it. Let's just ponder upon it for a second, because this past weekend, not only did we have a phenomenal UFC fight card, which took place in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and that whole main event between Eric Anders and Tiago Santos, that was phenomenal by itself, not to mention all the other phenomenal fights that took place uh, throughout the whole main card and even the preliminary card. Not only that, let's just put that aside for a sec. Now let's talk about that fight, that phenomenal boxing fight between Anthony Joshua and Alexander Povetkin, okay? So we had those two phenomenal uh, events happening at the same time, happening on the same night. And of course, I think it was on Friday, we had the press conference for the Khabib and Conor McGregor fight. And that by itself too, that was also really, really good. I don't care what you think, but still, I mean, if that did not pump you up for that fight, which is happening in about two weeks... Man, I don't know what you're doing with your life. So we have all of these stuff happening. And not only that, we still have so many phenomenal events to actually anticipate for this upcoming weekend. In particular, World Series of Boxing is back once again. But this time with their finale for their Super Middleweight Championship of the World this time, of course, we have the fights between the finalists, between Callum Smith and George Groves. So uh, I don't know if you've actually ca- caught up with the previous episodes that we've had. We have already um, broken down the semifinal fights that these two guys actually had in um, the World Boxing Super Series what did I say before? Did I say Super World Series of Boxing? Well, that's another thing. <laughs> this time, yes, the organization is actually called World uh, uh, World Boxing Super Series. Yes, I got that right. So World Boxing Super Series. They're finally having their finale for their Super, super Middleweight Championship of the World. So we're, of course, we're going to be breaking it down here on the show today because that's going to be a phenomenal fight. And um, I think... This is the first time that they're ever having a finale for uh, for the super middleweight division. So that's that's huge, not only for the World Boxing Super Series organization, but also, you know, the 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 thing they're trying to promote. It's I feel like it's more than just boxing. It's also about show and promotion. And I feel like if any other organization out there is looking for a way to, um, you know, uh, generate more buys in in sales just in general generate more business for their organization i feel like they need to look at world boxing super series because not only do they uh, do they promote their fighters super super well but they also know what to 
to do so that the fans actually tune in to their pay-per-views and actually spend that money for the pay-per-view first of all and also they they actually become intrigued to later buy tickets to their show and actually go to those arenas and uh, I, I just feel like they know what they're doing and there's some serious serious um, business moguls uh, behind the scenes working working their magic and uh, world boxing super series so shout out to world boxing super series as a whole organization i don't know who their um, president is i don't know who their main promoter guy is but whoever it is man shout out to you you definitely know what you're doing and i really really approve as a podcaster okay <laughs> so yes just like i said we have the george groves and callum smith fights the finale fights uh to be broken down today on the show what else man man so many things happened over this past weekend so many updates came out in terms of um mma news and boxing news and Oh man, there's so many things to talk about. So without further ado, I feel like it'll be proper to just get started right away. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Okay. Yes. Okay. So actually, before I get started with the headlines, I really, really want to pay tribute to some of the fights that actually happened over this past weekend. So yes, of course, in terms of MMA, we had UFC fight nights happening uh, on Saturday nights. Um, I'm just going to briefly talk about the main event of the evening. So originally, it was supposed to be a fight, um, a uh, light heavyweight fight, actually, between um, Tiago Santos and uh, uh, what's his name? Oh my God, uh, Jimmy Manuel. Yes, Jimmy Manuel. He was actually supposed to be fighting Tiago Santos. However, Jimmy Manuel, even like two two weeks prior, it was actually announced that uh, he he is somehow injured and he's not medically fit to fight on fight nights against Tiago Santos. So what the UFC did was they actually chose another opponent for Tiago Santos, of course, because Tiago Santos is a phenomenal and such a talented fighter. So he really does deserve to, you know, even though his um, opponent pulled out medically, he still does deserve to have that fight on the fight that he was um, originally scheduled to fight in okay so uh, good good decision making on behalf of the UFC matchmakers phenomenal decision to actually bring in Eric Sanders or not Sanders excuse me Eric Anders and they brought in Eric Anders to fight Tiago Santos and Eric Anders himself he's definitely shown why he was you know, he was that number one choice for the matchmakers to bring in uh, uh, in order to face off against Tiago Santos because Eric Sanders himself, uh, did I say Sanders again? Oh my goodness, Eric Anders, okay. Anders, they brought in Anders because Anders has been having so many great fights lately. He's he's been having so many successful knockouts and just overall uh, phenomenal performances. And his um, striking, I would say, is what really makes him distinguishable from other guys in his um, normal weight division. But his wrestling too. Uh, well, Anders is actually originally from Alabama, and I believe. Um, he used to wrestle back in the back in his college days as well. So because of that, he's a very um, you could say complete mixed martial artist because he has the striking and the wrestling and you know pretty much everything that, that I can possibly ask for in a mixed martial artist. So let's talk about fight night. So Tiago Santos facing off against Eric Anders. The fight was so exciting. 
because especially in the first few rounds, you don't you didn't actually know who was gonna win because the fight was just that close. So Tiago Santos would throw one punch that would actually be completely 100% absorbed by Eric Anders. And Eric Anders, I don't know if he had a steel a steel plate in his chin or something because every single punch that he was absorbing, he wasn't really like being wobbled or anything. And I will actually talk about that more in detail in, in a few moments because uh, this is actually sort of ironic to what actually happened later on throughout the fight. But let's talk about the beginning of the fight for a second. So Tiago Santos, obviously, he's a phenomenal striker. And um, obviously, his main game plan was to just come in there and try to outstrike Eric Anders. And um, Eric Andrews obviously saw that, and not only not only did he um, saw the danger coming from Tiago Santos, so he almost you know had some respect for Tiago Santos's um, style and his striking, but he still did through a bit uh, of his own shots, his own strikes. They were also being successful. I mean, they were actually being absorbed by Tiago Santos. However, he thought, Eric Andrews actually thought that if he switched to wrestling mode instead, it, it would just be better. And, and like things would be actually in favor of him more in this fight. And he would do that. Well, of course, he did that for, for, quite, for quite a long time. And I know that um, he was just doing that so that he could keep... Tiago Santos away from uh, his whole striking um, strategy and he would just close the distance and not allow Tiago Santos to uh, pretty much throw any 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 sort of strike no elbows no no punches no straight punches no uh, kicks or anything he was just doing that to to pretty much neutralize Tiago Santos well I do agree with that but Especially in, in such a high, uh, uh, highly dynamic fight, it's a bit, bit tricky if you choose to only wrestle in this fight against Tiago Santos. And, you know, so he, what he would do, what Anders would actually do would be he would throw um, Eric, uh, not Eric, uh, Tiago Santos to the canvas. Yes, he would actually uh, take him down successfully and try to do a bit of um, striking and, um, you know, hammering on the ground. However, Tiago Santos was just, uh, he's a really good fighter, okay? And um, he would just get back up and what Eric Anders would actually do, once again, he would have to shoot for that takedown, which has happened over and over and over and after two rounds of constantly doing that, well, obviously, even if you're Hercules, you would actually get exhausted after those many takedowns. Of course, you would get exhausted. And you're not like a, a, a lightweight um, guy. You're actually fighting at light heavyweight, which is at 205 pounds. And it could get hard on you, man. So, of course, you're going to get exhausted. And at the end of the third round, because Eric Anders was just so exhausted from all that wrestling prior to that third round, well, uh, you know, he was just being more susceptible to all the shots that were actually coming towards him. And Tiago Santos, too, he was, um, uh, you know, uh, gassed out all by himself as well. But in this particular case, because Eric Anders um, spent mu so much of his energy just trying to wrestle with Tiago Santos, well, he was obviously super, super gassed out and he almost had nothing else left in him. And so because of that, he absorbed so many shots from Tiago Santos in the third round 
And uh, uh, I think at the end of the third round, it was just so close to being finished off as a TKO because Eric Anders would just um, absorb so many shots, but he couldn't really properly defend himself while he was in that uh, really bad position. And then uh, actually the bell went off for the third round. So the round was over. But Eric Anders, he was so tired and exhausted that when his coaches came in to the octagon to like you know give him water and like make him rest and sit on the sit on a stool or whatever when that time actually came eric anders he was so tired and exhausted that he couldn't even stand up on his feet and he tried two times to actually stand up on his feet but it would just collapse and then the referee obviously jumped in and um, declared the fight a tko because eric anders couldn't really continue anymore and you could say he gave up i hate saying that word giving up because he Eric Anders did not give up. He actually took everything that was coming towards him. And um, it was just, I feel like it was just a physiological response of his body just not being able to continue. It wasn't like a conscious tap out that you do. And, you know, it wasn't a conscious uh, giving up. But it just happened. But I still do applaud Eric Anders for the phenomenal performance that he had on that fight night. And also shout out to Eric, um, uh, not Eric, but Tiago Santos as well, because he too fought a good fight. And um, if it weren't actually because of his deadly shots, well, maybe um, Eric Anders wouldn't be as exhausted as he was towards the end of that third round. But overall, I just really want to bring up this fight, even though I know it is it has already t taken place. But I still wanted to talk about it because it was a very very good fight and um, I feel like actually it could have been uh, uh, considered the fight of the year it could be a really good nominee for the fight of the year okay so yeah I just wanted to put it out there and shout out to both guys who fought on that main event of UFC fight nights in Brazil all right so there was that what else, man? Okay, so also, I feel like it would be important to talk about that fight that Anthony Joshua had against uh, Alexander Povetkin. So we already know Anthony Joshua is the current WBA, WBO, IBF, and IBO heavyweight champion of the world in boxing. He's a heavyweight, of course. And um, this time around, he had to actually defend his WBA title against the mandatory challenger, Alexander Povetkin. Now, Povetkin himself, he used to be a champion, the WBA and WBO champion, I believe. However, he was um, defeated by Vladimir Klitschko back in the, like, not back in the day, but like a few years back. So that's how he originally lost his belts. And then... Of course, we remember that phenomenal fight that Vladimir Klitschko himself had against uh, Anthony Joshua. And Anthony Joshua, even though that whole fight was just so good and so close, but then in the 11th round, Anthony Joshua was finally able to knock out Vladimir, the legendary Vladimir Klitschko in that fight. Well, so now Anthony Joshua is the new WBA, WBO, IBF, and IBO champion of the world. So that's how the belt sort of um, traded hands. And, you know, that's just a history, it, just a little bit of history about this um, heavyweight division in the past few years. So on fight night, we had Anthony Joshua fighting against Pavetkin. And um, actually, I was watching the, uh, the public workout that the fighters were having like a, a week prior to their fight nights. I just originally thought that... Um, you know, Joshua is a good fighter, but I just couldn't really see him 
when that fights i don't know for what reason i was thinking that i'm actually a huge anthony joshua fan but i just um i just feel like to be considered a superstar in the heavyweight division you just need more than a um, deadly shot you know what i'm saying like i feel like you need to be fast and you need to have a good uh, footwork and of course you need to have that power in your shots but i just feel like it's merely not enough if you just have that sh uh, you know power shot i feel like you need to have good offense and defense and i feel like uh, okay honestly if we could have a a heavyweight uh, fighter in the in the heavyweight division that had the style and um, the the efficacy, you could say, of someone like Floyd Money Mayweather. I feel like that would be legendary, and I feel like we still we still are to are to see that in the heavyweight division in boxing right now. Now, just like I said, please don't think that I'm taking anything away from how great of a fighter and how great of a prospect Anthony Joshua is. I mean, he's so young. He just got, uh, just started boxing when he was 18, but he made it to the Olympic team uh, for, for the UK and he won medals. And of course, right now he's actually undefeated. But I just feel like uh, Anthony Joshua is not at his prime right now. And uh, I don't know, just by watching those um, public workouts that the fighters were having, I just felt like Povetkin was a more mature fighter. And I felt like uh, w if things actually did get tough in the fight, I thought Povetkin was actually going to come on top and uh, potentially defeat Anthony Joshua. However, fight night actually came. And once again, I was proven wrong because... So yes, in the, in the first few rounds, Anthony Joshua wasn't really doing much. And um, you could say, you can actually... Uh, uh, argued that Anthony Joshua was just fighting that way, that uh, that defensive way, so that he could analyze Pavetskin's style and um, you know taking all taking all the data and information about Pavetskin's um, fighting style, and then after like uh, three rounds or so, Anthony Joshua came back in the fights and he was actually being the dominator in the whole fight. And even though yes, he did absorb a few shots here and there. But Anthony Joshua actually has a good chin. And um, the only person that has, that has actually been able to knock him down in a fight is actually Vladimir Klitschko. But even in that fight, we saw how Anthony Joshua came back. And uh, he himself actually knocked out Vladimir Klitschko. So, you know, even in uh, even in this fight, even though I thought Pavetkin was going to win, I actually, uh, just like I said, I was proven wrong because Pavetkin, he was the older fighter and maybe that actually played a factor in, in the fact that he was uh, sort of slowing down as the fight was progressing and Anthony Joshua was actually getting more energy from that whole aura and... Uh, I don't know what it was, but it just felt like he was just getting warmed up. And then finally, in the eighth round, I believe, Anthony Joshua threw a phenomenal shot that was 100% absorbed by Alexander Povetkin. And Povetkin was knocked out. And shout out to Anthony Joshua. So Joshua has actually called out the current WBC champion, Deontay Wilder. And we all know that this fight that... He was uh, actually having with Pavetkin, the one that he had on the 22nd. It was originally supposed to be against Deontay Wilder, but, you know, the contracts weren't really finalized and things like that. So we still have to wait for that fight between Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. 
And if things actually do go Deontay Wilder's way, because Deontay Wilder himself is about to have a fight in November, sometime in November, I will keep you guys updated about that. But Deontay Wilder himself is actually going to be having a fight, a super fight against the former heavyweight champion, Tyson Fury. And I'm I really, really excited for that fight also. And, um, you know, let's just see how things play out. I really don't care if it's Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder fighting against Anthony Joshua. But what we do know for sure is that Anthony Joshua will be for sure fighting the winner of this Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight in November. And just like I said, I will keep you guys updated in regards to that. But right now, I feel like it would be proper to take a quick break and um, play a phenomenal song. So this song, I would actually like to dedicate to Anthony Joshua because of the phenomenal performance that he had. And just like I said, I'm a huge fan of Anthony Joshua's. And yeah, man, let's let's get right to it. All right, here we go. Yeah. Books him along. You know? you know? Watch this. Watch this. Yeah, don't get rude. Watch your mouth. You're confused. Watch your mouth. I said I'm not in the mood. Watch your mouth. Don't watch me. Fam. Watch yourself. I said don't get rude. Watch your mouth. You're confused. Watch your mouth. I said I'm not in the mood. Watch your mouth. Don't watch me. Fam. Watch yourself. I stay calm, but I keep losing it. And when I blow, there's no defusing it. I just got an iPhone 6 and an iPhone watch, but there's no point in using it. Because I get notifications non-stop and I get an inbox every two minutes. She told me that I'm big-headed and that I regret it, but that's just confusing. Using it. It's not that I think that I'm sick, that I'm moving too quick I don't even know this chick, sue me, now that's the talk of a snitch I'll smash any MC into bits, it's like people wanna see me switch I make a man scream loud and high pitch Bugs him alone, can't run out of bars, can't run out of guards, can't run out of kicks Don't get rude, watch your mouth, you're confused, watch your mouth, I said I'm not in the mood Alright, what's happening everybody? That was Watch Your Mouth by Bugsy Malone And uh, the main reason why I actually played this in... Um, in tribute to Anthony Joshua is because so Bugsy Malone is actually a grime hip-hop artist and I don't know if you guys know about grime but grime is actually really good music genre and um, it's pretty much just hip-hop but for the UK and they they're actually really really different from like say East Coast hip-hop and West Coast and you know Dirty South hip-hop so they actually have their own style and it's actually really cool and a fun fact for y'all is that um, Anthony Joshua he actually came out to a song that was um, uh, by a very famous um, grime artist well it wasn't actually Bugsy Malone but it was another phenomenal grime artist um, called Stormzy and um, he he himself actually performed the song live and um, Anthony Joshua just walked down to the ring. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, man. So there you have that. I actually really like introducing cool um, songs overall here on the show. I mean, I know last week I, I did a um, sort of like a old school hip hop song on the show. And this week I did grime. But, you know, I just play whatever I listen to uh, just in my leisure time. So hopefully you guys actually enjoy it as well. All right, so now uh, I know we have a very good fight to actually break down, but I just want to briefly mention a few headliners that were um, in the in the news actually over this past week overall. So first things first, guys, John Jones is now eligible to fight in the UFC once again. So we all remember how things were with John Jones. 
John Jones, uh, he received a suspension from the United States Anti-Doping Agency because allegedly he had tested positive for a substance that we quite don't know what it is, actually, because so many sources have been saying different things, so we can't actually say for sure what it was and why it was taken, whether it was intentional or not. But obviously, I don't think it was intentional because if it was intentional, uh, then John Jones wouldn't, uh, you know, his suspension wouldn't be up this early. So shout out to John Jones because he's a phenomenal fighter. And I know even though he hasn't fought in about a year, I think, well, he's he's definitely one of the best mixed martial artists ever. And we are so lucky to actually have him fight in our era because he's just such a phenomenal fighter. His style is so unorthodox and what he brings into the octagon is so unique. He's just overall, he's just a very unique fighter. So shout out to John Jones and we're so happy to see him back in the octagon. But the thing is, we we actually don't think that he's going to be fighting for the rest of the year. So potentially he's going to be fighting, um, you know, making his comeback in the new year in 2019. So this is for John Jones. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. So, John Jones, we're so happy to see you back, my brother. And now we can actually talk about the fight breakdown. So, just like I said, guys, World Boxing Super Series, Callum Smith, George St. Groves. Both guys are such great fighters. They're both so technical. However, in this case... I feel like Callum Smith is a, is a more technical fighter. And, um, you know, I just say that because I feel like George Groves, he, he actually is a knockout artist, but I feel like he whenever he actually does fight, he wants to go for that knockout, and that's what he puts most of his attention into. But I feel like Callum Smith, he just because of the fact that he doesn't really care about the knockout, and he just wants to win through technicality, I really actually do applaud that. And I feel like if Callum Smith has the chin to actually, uh, you know, stay up in the fight and absorb those horrible shots of um, George Groves, then he can actually, if if he can actually stand up, you know, take those shots and stand up and still continue what he's doing in the fight, then I feel like Callum Smith could be potentially winning this whole uh, super middleweight tournament at World Boxing Super Series. And for um, George Groves, things can actually get a bit tricky because I don't know if you guys know, but George Groves in the semifinal fight that he had in World Boxing Super Series, the super middleweight tournament, he actually dislocated his shoulder and um, he actually had to go through surgery. And this wasn't actually that long ago. I think he just had a surgery in June or something. And I'm actually surprised to see him back this early. Hopefully he has recovered well. I just don't want him to come into the fight and... Uh, I don't want anything horrible to happen to his shoulder and uh, anything horrible to happen so that his um, uh, career is actually ended early. I I would hate for that to actually happen. So hopefully he has recovered enough and um, he has done the right um, uh, uh, the the right training with uh, his um, injury in mind and. Hopefully, he has actually prepared himself well for this fight against Callum Smith. But regardless, guys, this fight is going to be phenomenal. Now, uh, uh, one thing to point out is that this fight is actually going to be happening in Saudi Arabia. But it is actually happening uh, on the 28th. So make sure that you catch up with it and you do not miss it. So it's probably going to be happening around daytime um, for Eastern time zone. Once again, you guys have to double check. But 
Do not miss this fight because just like I said, World Boxing Super Series knows what they're doing in terms of promotion and putting on a phenomenal show for the fans. So definitely do catch up with this finale fight of the Super Middleweight Tournament at World Boxing Super Series. Let's see who finally gets to get the Muhammad Ali Trophy for the Super Middleweight Championship of the World. And there you have that. All right. So I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time that we're going to have for this week. You guys already know. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you already know. You can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. What else, man? Yeah, that's it. All right. Until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. And this is... It's TKL. Peace out.